Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's going to be Yarmir Yager Day, Sunday, at the arena. I think tonight there's an event, I think at the casino, Rivers Casino, I believe. I'm not even sure about that, uh, the location. I think Rivers Casino, where it's going to be Yager and a bunch of his former teammates. I think Steige is emceeing, and it should be wonderful. I believe uh, fans will be there. It should be quite a night. And, man, if Yager is in the same space as he was in when he was on the Spit and Chicklets podcast the other day, Ryan Whitney, Bissonette, Colby Armstrong, and then a guy with a heavy Boston accent who's great, but I don't know who he is. He was, Yager was great on this. I had someone send me this yesterday. And he just looked happy. You know what I mean? It's it's an older Yager, but he looks great. I mean, he's 52. He could pass, he could pass for early to mid-30s. Is he, he still could. playing? And he's still playing. Yeah, for That's his hometown insane. team in Cladno. And, you know, you can tell when you look at people who, for a variety of reasons, are sometimes just beaten down by the world or beaten down by age or whatever it might be. And you can always tell, or at least I think I can, in their face, you know. And he doesn't look like that. There were times when he was playing here where where he looked so unhappy, where, where the weight of the world, especially toward the end of his tenure, was on him. I always wondered how his later life would be, but I'll tell you, this was not the face of an unhappy man. He was he was quick to smile, quick to laugh, very engaged and thoughtful. An hour and a half podcast. He said he'd never done a podcast before. He was great, and it was heartening to see him look happy. He really did look happy, joyous. And I can only imagine how much he's looking forward to Sunday. And of the many stories he told with these guys, and you're going to hear Ryan Whitney ask the question here about Mario's comeback. I thought this story was just fantastic. And the reverence that Yager had and still has for Mario is so obvious. And some of these stories, that this was a side of Yager that just wasn't known when he was here. Of course, he was a kid for a lot of the time he was here. Just just really like in-depth and earnest in the way he's telling stories and remembering details. This is just great stuff. And if you get a chance to listen to that podcast anytime before you go there Sunday, I can't recommend it enough. It was an hour and a half interview, something like that. And... At one point, Ryan Whitney popped in with this question and just enjoy how this goes. I got to ask, like, I'll never forget. I think it was a couple days after Christmas when Mario returned that time in 2000. And right away, I mean, you score, he assists on the goal early on. It's like, did you guys know he was coming back? I think it had been 44 months since he retired in 97. And when did you guys start hearing he was coming back? Like, do you remember all that? 
Well, I, I I got the I got the story for you guys. I don't know, maybe it's gonna be too long, but I have a story. No, how no, I no, 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 no. We got all night, buddy. Yeah, it's 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 kind of exciting. You know, it's my favorite stories. You know, with with the Mario, how he decided, when he decided, and uh, and and how I how I how he let me know. So, uh, well, when he decided to come back again because he was three years, three and a half years out. So he, he had a, you know, he had a son, you know, Austin, and and uh, he was always, when we play Mario, you know, he was the owner, and he was, he was always playing, you know, with the stick in our dressing room. And there was a, a trainer, uh, Steve Latin, and he had a big poster when he was shopping the skates of Mario Lemieux. And little Austin was playing with the stick, and he asked Steve Latin, who, who is this guy? And uh, and Stevie Latin told him, that's your dad. And Austin said, my dad played hockey. And Stevie Latin said, your dad was the best player in the world for a long time. So, and somehow, this this conversation, Austin and Steve Latin get to the Mario. And I think that they click him, and... I think because of this, he decided to come back and show his son how good he was. Wow! You know that's 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 a, that's a story. I think that's happened. You know, and uh, so I think Mario started practicing. He didn't tell anybody, and uh, you know, I I kind of had a tough start at that season. It was 1999. You know, 2000. That was a, it. Was 2000, 2001. But I had a kind of tough, tough season, tough start. And uh, you know, and I was Craig Patrick called me to. You know, we were in Boston, and Craig Patrick, our GM, you know, called me and said, you know, when we come back to Pittsburgh, Mario, Mario want to talk. So we we came back from Boston from the trip, and you know, I went to his office, and uh, he said, "What's going on?" I said, "Well, you know." We don't play very well, I, you know. I don't play very well. I would like to get, you know, some players, but I know we don't have the money, and you know we were in bankruptcy back then. And uh, and he said, "Well, I, I know one guy who who could be good." I said, "Well, you know, <laughs> but it was so funny." And he, I, I I didn't get it back then. I I, I didn't. And he, I said, "Well, you know, okay, but we don't have the money. It cannot be any superstar." I said. Well, he's you know he might be pretty cheap, and he's pretty good. I, I I said, well, who is it? And he said, it's me. I'm practicing already for two months. Don't tell anybody, but you know I decided to come back uh, on uh, December 26. That's why I found out, you know. And it was tough. It was tough for me to to keep it for myself. I didn't tell anybody, but because Mary was afraid, we tell you know the media is gonna be there all the time. So. But that kind of news, you know, it was probably the toughest thing for me to keep to keep a secret. Don't tell anybody, you know. Just that's that's how I find out. That is an incredible and, uh, story. And we we, we cl- yeah we click right away. I, I think it's a great story. And uh, you know, we scored a you know first shift. He we scored a goal. He scored a, he well he scored he scored a goal in the middle of the game. And you know, we won five. I think five one or five nothing against Toronto. And. N- you know, he had like three points. Next game, he had other three points, four points. It was unbelievable. That is unbelievable. What a great story. And again, 
Uh, if you have the video to go with it, if you're watching it, you can just tell how into this interview Yager was. Like every question they asked, and they went back to his childhood from the very beginnings, and he enjoyed it. Like he was, he was 1,000% present for this as if he were telling these stories for the first time, and some of them he was. Like I was telling Tyler Kennedy, the stuff about him growing up on the farm, you know, with his, his natural farm boy strength that he arrived here with, he was like, you know, you go, you go work out. Sometimes you don't feel like it. Sometimes you leave early. And even if you get a good workout in, it's an hour or two. On the farm, you're doing stuff all day and you're doing it till the work is done every single day. He talked also about doing a thousand squats and he broke it down. He says it was only like 10 minutes per session per day, but I did a bunch of different sessions before school, after school, you know, uh, in the afternoon and then before bed and it would be a thousand a day and just story after story. For, for an hour and a half with those guys. And they're great. You know, they all have great personalities. Bissonette, Whitney, Armstrong, and the other Boston guy. I don't know who that is, Fort. I don't know who it is, but he's funny. And I remember that room that Yager described, the, the little skate room at South Point where Steve Latin worked. And just picture that. Picture that. There's a photo of Mario, and little Austin Lemieux says, uh, you know, who's that guy? Oh, that's your dad. He was the greatest player in the world. And I think at the time that came out that one of Mario's motivations was to have Austin actually see him play. But that particular story that Yager remembered, you know, in photographic detail, literally, was great. And Sunday's going to be great. For a long time, and I went into my relationship or lack thereof with Yager at length the other day. But but a lot of people, including a lot of you out there, have had a complicated relationship with him, with the booze that greeted him. You know, and I think for a lot of people, the motivation for those booze, well, one, he played for the Flyers at one point after a flirtation with the Penguins that maybe a lot of people read read wrongly maybe they read it correctly I don't know the great quote from that I think Yager was talking to Dayon and he said I was watching the Penguins and at that time at that time for a couple of games like the power play was struggling then too not as bad as it is now but in the playoffs I think it was in the playoffs against against the Flyers um Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sid Sid wasn't on the top power play for a very brief amount of time. So Yager told Dayon something to the effect that they can't even get Sidney Crosby on their first power play. Where am I going to play? You know? So I think in the end, maybe a little too much was made of that flirtation with the Penguins. Then he winds up on the hated Flyers. But I think also people, uh, 
uh, held it against him, the dying alive quote and the trade requests and wanting to get out. And he, by the way, explained at length what he recalls his stance was at that point, that he went to Craig Patrick toward the end of his Penguins career, said, you got a bunch of free agents, Straka, Kovalev, Lang. You got a pretty good team here. Mario's back, so people will come watch the games. Maybe it's best you trade me and try to get prospects, you know? Try to get somebody else in here, you know, young guys to to help you, and you can still have a pretty good team. That's the way he remembers it. Do you remember, did they really not have any leverage in that trade, kind of like the Pirates with Aramis Ramirez? Is that why the return was ultimately yeah, so poor? Yeah, that you know, that's his memory of it. Others would tell you it was certainly financially motivated that they weren't going to be able to pay him and that they were starting to look, even if Mario was back, that this was going to be, you know, the end of Mario at some point pretty soon and that they may want to do what they did. Now, obviously, they didn't know that Sidney Crosby was going to be available, but they might want to do what they did way back when in the Mario situation and just tear it all down, you know, which was smart. And I think Craig Patrick would tell you, listen, we had the plan in mind. We took the hits and we never got to see the fruit of our labor, you know, which was the same the first time around when people who were literally then having the Penguins tank got fired before, you know, before Mario got here and eventually they became what they became. So in both cases, you had people making sacrifices to get their team to the bottom of the league, really, and and they didn't get to stick around to see how it all turned, the reason why they were doing that, you know? I just remember there was, you know, the excitement supposedly with Chris Beach and whatever other mediocre prospects. Chris Beach, Ross Lupus, Chuck, and Michael Civic. Yeah, it didn't really turn out the too well. Yeah. I remember Craig, unfortunately, uh, saying he saw maybe a Ronnie Francis type in Chris Beach. Chris Beach, by the way, is doing some really interesting work. Uh, I think he helps people with their with the mental side of the game. I was watching a podcast with him, and it was really I think, is Matt Cook doing something similar to I that? I don't know. Is he? I didn't see I that. Saw, uh, I know you said you, you look at the pulse every day and whatnot. I thought I saw something that said that Matt Cook has kind of done a 180 from the player that he was known as in his time in the NHL. Well, I know this. Chris Beach, when he was here, dated Sonny Abada from television news, and I think we were all rooting for them to get married and for her to be Sonny Beach. Wouldn't that have been nice? That would have been incredible. I miss Ron. See, the little things make me miss Ron. He's on a sunny beach. Sunny right beach, now. yeah. Yeah, probably today. What's the weather like in Fort Myers today? When does Ron start drinking every day, do you think? 11.30. <laughs> with at least one? Yeah, he starts off with one, but I think by three in the afternoon, he's probably close to a six-pack deep. It's 75 and sunny. Man, am I jealous of him. All right, this should be interesting. Mike DeFabo coming up next. The erstwhile Post-Gazette man, now with The Athletic. He's covered a lot of things in a lot of places. He's going to join me in studio for the next hour. Are you interested in how this turns out, John? I'm, I'm very excited, although he's is he going to be sitting in Ron's chair? Yeah. Has anyone sat in that chair since Pomp? No, nobody, but, nobody but Pomp, yeah. who sits there with his feet up, I might add. Yeah. 
was I talking to you about the possibility of a of a basketball team here, even though it's very unrealistic, and naming them the Pittsburgh Pompeianis? That's a great idea. That has to happen if they come here, right? He'll I, be the I play-by-play guy. That would be guy. The, the leading candidate, yeah. He's a big NBA fan too, right? Yes, he is. Yeah. What that would makes be, three of us. What would be other candidates for the name? All the good ones are taken. Pipers, Condors, Explosion, Power, Penguins, Pirates, Steelers. I feel like names now, you kind of have to be a little bit weird with the names. Piranhas right? was already taken by a team. Yeah, Pompeiani's works, I think. That that would be really good. Yeah, the good. Pittsburgh Pompeiani's. And you should get a little kickback if, if that takes off. And he should be the logo. The really nice hair and everything in exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah. A little pomp and ain't easy saying under the logo. I can see it now. Mike DeFabo joins me next in studio. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on new Silverado 1500 trucks. Snow accumulation this afternoon and tonight, high of 37. JP roofing and siding. You just heard me talk about snow. If your roofing, your siding isn't up to snuff, we still have a lot of weather coming in, not to mention all the rain in the spring. So this is your chance Get it in shape. Let's go here. Roofing, siding. That's what this guy's been doing for 42 years. Does it for a very reasonable price, I might add. $500 off right now. Any roofing or siding installation. You can ask about 100% financing, but mostly you can have the peace of mind that the job is going to get done correctly. This guy knows what he's doing. And so do all his people, like A-Rod, my friend A-Rod, Andrew Rodriguez, who came out to the house, laid out the game plan, and executed the game plan like a fine offensive coordinator. Give him a call. JP Roofing and Siding, nationally recognized, platinum preferred company, 412-829-7711. That's 829 